Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In today's topsy-turvy, confusing, sometimes frightening world, Satan knows his time is short. Pastor J.D. reminds us that as Christians we have one mission, to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus as soon as possible. He is our only hope as the end of time approaches. We need not fear with Jesus on our side. Now don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 15th, 2021. For today's update, I'm going to be borrowing again from another well-known idiom. This time it's that of striking while the iron is hot. To strike while the iron is hot is to immediately seize upon an opportunity when it's presented, because if you don't, you'll miss it and it'll be too late. Dare I say that this is exactly what's before us today. Not only with everything that's happening, but the swiftness with which it's happening. Enter Bible prophecy. And what we're told with specificity will happen at the time of the end when said opportunity is seized upon, namely that of the seizing upon a global governance mandating that all its global citizens comply under the auspice of those who defy will die. We okay so far? (laughs) The book of Revelation both unveils and reveals this global governance vis-a-vis, very important, a global deception, deception, and its culmination in the seven-year tribulation. This is what's happening in real time as we speak at breakneck speed. Verse 14, Revelation 13. Because of the signs, it, speaking of the second beast, was given power to perform on behalf of the first beast. It deceived the inhabitants of the earth. Stop. If I'm not mistaken, this is a global deception. 
because isn't the inhabitants of the earth, doesn't that encompass the whole world, the entire earth? Listen, I'm, I don't want to oversimplify this, but that's what this says, that this deception will be worldwide in every nation on earth. The whole earth will be deceived. The inhabitants of the earth will all be deceived. That's what that says. It ordered, again speaking of the second beast, it ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. Actually in Revelation 13, you have the image of the beast, the worship of the beast, and the mark of the beast all packaged together, if I can say it like that. When you get to Revelation chapter 19, verse 20, we're told, then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which, listen, here it is again, he deceived those who received the mark. It is a deception. The worship of the image of the beast, the mark of the beast, it is a deception. And the inhabitants of the earth will be deceived, those who received the mark of the beast, and those who worshiped his image. These two, speaking of the beast, the Antichrist and the false prophet, were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Here's where I'm going with this, and I really need for you to hang in there with me, okay? Think this through with me. It would stand to reason that this aforementioned global deception would have to be executed at a time when the proverbial iron is hot. If not, then the crisis goes to a waste, and we can't have that. And any achieved or perceived momentum is lost. Unless and until, of course, there's another one coming yet future. But that would mean that this is not the end. And if this isn't the end, then the question becomes this. When would there ever be a time yet future when the global iron is as hot as it is now. Now again, think this through with me, and please stay with me. I think you would agree that there's never been anything like this before on a global scale. Nor will there ever be anything like this again in human history, and here's why. All the nations on earth have never before been in lockstep together concerning a global crisis as they are presently. 
Think about that. Never before has there ever been a time when every nation on earth, the entire world, has been in lockstep agreement concerning a global crisis slash deception. As such, it would seem inconceivable that there would ever be another time in the future like this time that we are seeing in the present. Again, think this through with me. Let's just say for purpose of discussion that one were to fast forward into the future and theorize that, well, this could happen again. You have a very big problem. And that very big problem is it will not comport with Bible prophecy. And let me explain. The technology that's in place today is the exact technology that's in place during the tribulation as foretold in Revelation. By placing the end years into the future, the technology would be advanced far beyond that which is described at the time of the end. Think about this. As fast as technology has advanced, are you kidding me? I mean, just think back, well, 10 years? The technology? Okay, I'm going to go back further, because I was just talking to my two sons about this. My firstborn son showed me a mini SD card. Not the SD card, the mini. I mean, you know, for us, I had to put my reading glasses on to see this thing. He said, Baba, this is a one terabyte mini SD card. I'm like, one terabyte? So I told him, you know, parents, we can do this. We've earned this right. You know, when, when I was your age, and actually it was when, when I was his age, almost exactly, because it was the early 80s, I bought my first computer. And then who can forget the dot matrix printers? I told him, I said, Elias, it didn't even have a hard drive. It had two floppy disks that you inserted in. I remember my first computer with a hard drive. You ready for this? Wait for it. 20 megabytes. (gasps) I'll never fill that up. And he's showing me a little itsy bitsy card with one terabyte. Okay, how many years ago was that? You fill in the blanks. Let's just go that far into the future. Look how far technology has come, how much technology has advanced since then, and you want to, let's go to the other side of that. What in the world would we have by way of technology? Well, whatever it is, 
it exceeds the technology that is described in the book of Revelation. Do you realize the technology described in the book of Revelation is the technology present today? If the technology that's described in the book of Revelation, specifically that of a technology being in place that can track and trace every human being on the planet, once of course it's been reduced (laughs) and controlled, then it can be surveilled, and everything will have a biometric ID and they will know exactly where you are, what you're doing, what you're saying. They're already doing that. You know how they're doing that? I keep telling my son, I say, you know, maybe whoever is listening in on my conversations, maybe they'll get saved. <laughs> One day we were, <laughs> we were talking, I'm like, you know, and Jesus died for our sins. <laughs> you never know. Hey, Jesus died for them too. All those three-letter agency people. But I digress. In addition to the current technology being in place today, we also have all the conditions that would need to be met in place today as well. Conditions economically, governmentally, religiously and geopolitically are all perfectly in place now, exactly as God said they would be. Let's just talk about the geopolitical conditions. Do you realize it wasn't that long ago there was no such thing as Israel, pre-1948? You know, just last the last century there was no such thing as Iran, it was called Persia. And then it wasn't until 1979 that it was called the Islamic Republic of Iran. 1979. That's not that long ago. So again, you see what I'm doing here, right? So if we go back that far, why don't we fast forward that far as well? Do you think that geopolitically the nations on earth like Russia and Iran and Turkey et al. would all still be in place as they are today? It would stand to reason again that geopolitically the alignment would not still remain even 10 years from now at the rate things are going. This is why I refer to Bible prophecy as having a shelf life, an expiration date. In other words, it's, it's time-driven, time-sensitive if you prefer, where the prophecies that we have in the Bible, at some point, everything converging together. I mean, just the statistical odds of having all of the nations on earth doing exactly what we're told in Ezekiel they would be doing now. And oh, by the way, right on schedule, perfect timing. What a coincidence. (laughs) No such thing. The global economy, never before in human history has the global economy been like it is now. You want to fast forward that one? You can. What's that going to look like? Well, we're told in the book of Revelation what it's going to look like. 
It's going to be a global economy. It's going to be a digital economy. Many believe that it will be a cryptocurrency and it will involve a social credit score system. So that when you go into the store, and it's already happening by the way, it's already happening. You go into the store and you didn't get your 18th booster shot. Well, you can't buy breakfast and food and groceries because your social credit score, like your credit score, is too low. This is why the iron is hot now, and the time is now, and the enemy has to strike now. Revelation 12, the second part of verse 12 says, Woe, a curse, grief, sorrow, to the inhabitants of the earth. Why? And the sea. Why? For the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. He doesn't have much time left. Oh, would to God that Christians also knew that they had but a short time. In other words, you better strike while the iron's hot, because the time is now. If you'll kindly allow me to, I want to expound on this with just two reasons as to why it is beyond any reasonable doubt the time is now and the end is here. You'll forgive me, but I have tremendous difficulty with those who, with those who talk like this isn't the end. We're going we're gonna to be here for who knows, you know, how long. And again, you'll forgive me, talk of, well, the generations that follow. Generations that follow? Well, the generations that follow are going to exist in a world that exceeds what we're told in the Word. I don't see that. Think about what Jesus said unless those days had been shortened, no flesh would survive. It's like God had to say, hey, (laughs) if I let this go any longer, they're going to completely destroy the entirety of the world. I want to start with a video. I had a number of local and online members send me this video last week. Of course it went viral. Uh, It was on YouTube, not for very long. Um, Some channels uploaded the video. Uh, Channels with like 500 subscribers. And this video had like 5 million views. And then YouTube pulled it. I, I was able, by the grace of God, and I'm so thankful, I had some help from my other son, Levi. But I was able to capture the transcript before they censored it. And it's of a doctor by the name of Dan Stock. He's addressing a school board in Mount Vernon, Indiana. So I want to share with you some quotes from this short video. Quoting, It's hard to believe we're 18 months into this and still having a problem. 
I would suggest the reason we still have a problem is because we're doing things that are not useful and we're getting our sources of information from the Indiana State Board of Health and the CDC who actually don't bother to read the science before they do this. I'm actually a functional family medicine physician. That means I am specifically trained in immunology and inflammation regulation and everything being recommended by the CDC and the State Board of Health is actually contrary to all the rules of science. So things you should know about coronavirus and all other respiratory viruses. They are spread by aerosol particles which are small enough to go through every mask. There are at least three studies sponsored by the NIH to that exact fact, even though the CDC and the NIH have chosen to avoid, to ignore, the very science that they paid to have done. You cannot make these viruses go away. The natural history of all respiratory viruses is that they circulate all year long, waiting for the immune system to get sick through the winter or become deranged, as has happened recently with these vaccines. And then they cause symptomatic disease because they cannot be filtered out, and they have animal reservoirs. And this is a very important point. No one can make this virus go away. The CDC has managed to convince, deceive, everybody that we can handle this like we did smallpox, where we could make a virus go away. Smallpox had no animal reservoirs. The only thing that it learned to infect was humans. That's why we were able to make that virus go away. That will not happen with this any more than it will with influenza. The common cold, respiratory syncytial virus, adds no viral respiratory syndromes or anything else that has animal reservoirs. So the reason you can't do this is because you're trying to do something which has already been tried and it can't be done. Equally important is that vaccination changes none of this especially with this vaccine. And I would hope this board would start asking itself before it considers taking the advice of the CDC and NIH and the State Board of Health, why we are doing things about this that we didn't do for the common cold, influenza, or respiratory syncytial virus. Stop! You're making too much sense. No, he didn't say that. I said that. <laughs> Quoting again. Then ask yourself, why is a vaccine that is supposedly so effective having a breakout in the middle of the summer when respiratory viral syndromes don't do that? The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. 
God chose to speak his truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their heavenly Father. Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mideast Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us. We're called to unashamedly boast about our Savior and plant the seed of hope which Jesus promises to water. Share Jesus with someone today and join us for another edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update right here on In Spirit and Truth.